Hello and welcome to Side Dish, your podcast about Longmont. All the stuff you want to know, maybe some of the stuff you want to know, but very little that you need to know. I am Eric Ozempa. I'm Brady Stuffel. Hey, Brady, how is it going? What's you know, up this week? What's up this week? Oh, yeah. man. <laughs> I guess we're going to get snow. Maybe. And there's Somebody's the weather report. Snow. Okay, it's a, is that a power out? We're just going to like do a, drop, a mic drop and you're done. You like what else happens <laughs> right now? <laughs> What? What? Seriously, it's the pandemic. What happens? I wait for the weather to change. That's like that's that's like the highlights. That's, that's, that's it. That's it. That's it. You know, yeah. I don't mind a little little weather briefing. It so is. It's kind of cool. I mean, you know, our listeners just really love the Brady weather briefing. So it's it's yeah. it's cool. It's all good. Why not? Yeah. So I'm no meteorologist. Absolutely. Why not? Yeah. yeah. So, so otherwise, good. I don't know, man. Slept kind of bad last night. <clears throat> a little, little tired of him. A little punchy on air here. That's the people get what they get. You get, right. you get, you get what you pay for, my folks. <laughs> They're right. out in listening land. <laughs> Any exciting things you did this weekend? You're going to say, Nah, it's a pandemic. But anyway, it's what the pandemic? What, what do we do? Yeah. I feel like I did a little something. Um, no, not much. Uh, oh, we bought some wood. Chad and I bought some wood. We found a, a deal on some walnut. And uh, just build, yeah. Like this guy had a bunch of wood. You just going out by generic wood or is wall, it walnut. Remember, okay. I said walnut. Like I know, I heard that. I heard ago. that. No, I just thought like just random wood. Yeah. No wood for wood. Walnut in nature, though. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, we found a place that was selling. He was selling it pretty cheap, and so we we picked it up. Nothing too fancy, but that's kind of the highlight. We went out and did that. That was all all the way up by like twenty five. Um, uh, Interstate 25. So we went out there and did that. It's the most I saw. And I hung out with Chad for a while, um, which was cool. So nice, nice. Mask. You, do you ever go to that barn restoration wood place on Main Street? I've been there. That style has never really been my thing. The, yeah, like, I was just the distressed look. Yeah. Um, they've got you know what you'd expect in there. A bunch of like uh, reclaimed barn wood that you could make wood out of. I prefer to make stuff out of like new clean hardwoods. That's, yeah, that's my jam. Yeah. But it's a style people like it. So head on up there if that's your thing, because he's got a pretty good selection. And everyone, uh, listeners, he's actually a really good woodworker. So I was a terrible woodworker when I tried yeah. that many, 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 this, many years. I ago. made that chair right there. That yeah. the cat sleeping. Look yeah. at that. It's really cool. Yeah. Nobody can see it, but I can attest. No, it's made out. This one's just made out of poplar. He's actually showing cat. a folding chair. No, I'm kidding. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Metal tubes. <laughs> It's aluminum folding chair. No, actually, Brady does some really nice, uh, really excellent woodworking. So it's pretty amazing. Yeah, I enjoy doing that. It's a nice yeah. hobby. Uh, it's kind of cold out there these days. So I work in the in the garage in the basement, and uh, it's hard to heat because it's really leaky. So, so do you think that'll it be a side is. hustle for you someday? Or is it a no, side hustle? No, probably not. Not at all. No, okay. no. I mean, we bought all those walnuts, sort of some weird offcuts and stuff. We might find something that we could batch out, make some cool trays or cutting boards or something, and then maybe recoup some of the costs that we, we can use the rest of it basically for free. But that would be kind of the extent of it. Um, there's a lot of weird stuff you can buy on Etsy and, and find ideas on Pinterest, and people will pay kind of good money for stuff that I'm like, really, for that? But, you know, I yeah. my tastes and other people's tastes don't always overlap. It is what it is. You know, you want to buy your noodle board, which I don't get. I don't get the noodle board scene. If I'm honest. Noodle board? What? What? I don't understand what that. What's that? All right. So a noodle board is like a. It's like a sort of a cutting board looking thing. Sometimes it's got handles on it. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it's painted. Sometimes it's not. You put oh, it on okay. top of your stove. It's like the same size as your stove. Top. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's called a noodle board, and ostensibly it gives you like an extra workspace, or I don't know, covers up your stove. Um, 
I have a friend of a friend who makes these things and sells them on Etsy or whatever. And he makes pretty good money for each one, considering it's like the ones he's making are like painted plywood. And he's like, you know, making, making money. And it's like, okay. And then I was in the woodwork, a woodworking subreddit. And um, somebody was like, hey, who's, who's made a noodle board? And everybody's like, why would you want that? Yeah, exactly. That just seems really odd. Like, isn't it like, kind of a pain in the butt? Like, you got to take that thing down, use your stove. I mean, and they're like, aren't you worried about lighting your kitchen on fire by accidentally turning the stove on? <laughs> turning the stove, bumping the stove and then this piece of wood, like you got a combustible on your stove. Aren't you worried about that bursting into flames? Um, but that's I can tell you I've lit many a cookbook on fire. I have to tell you that. So. Yeah, and I, I have often uh, left because I'll make oatmeal in the morning, uh, the old school, you know, I do the gluten-free life. And so I have to buy special gluten-free oats and stuff. So I, I cook my own oats in the morning. And a lot of times I'll turn it way to low as I'm getting everything ready and yeah. to scoop it in the yeah. bowl. And then I'll just forget that it's even on because the flame is basically invisible. And then Kelsey yeah. comes in and is like, you got to turn the stove off. You know? Yeah, like, pretty soon you get in that region where it's like Brady can no longer have a gas stove. Right. So you have Honey, to have the Fisher Price one that doesn't, right. you know, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah a light bulb and a yeah. plastic housing. Exactly. Yeah. I'm usually pretty good, but in the last couple of months, it's been like, because I, I've, I've, this is how I've been eating for breakfast. I've just been eating oatmeal like every single day. And so a couple of times I've forgotten. And she's like, yeah. Nada. And it's like, you know, you're, you're right. I'm not taking it as nagging. Don't get me wrong. But it's like, yeah, I can't believe I forgot it again. But such is life. You want to what talk about do? any? Yeah. Any news? We want to no, I think we, our guest is here, so maybe we should yeah. we should get to our guest. So, Ermine, thanks for joining us, and uh, we really appreciate you coming on Side Dish. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate being here. And Ermine, can you remind me how to pronounce your last name, please? Because I'm embarrassed. Is it Nomir? Yeah. It's Nomir. That's Nomir. Right. That's right. Thank you. Okay. We jokingly say, "Can I buy a vowel?" Like, no, I I feel it. Um, we have very different last names, but I also just have the one vowel, and it's uh, it's, they're like, Do you do you want me to put another E in there for you? And it's like, No, no, I've got plenty. Yeah, I could put just at the end, I'll just tack one on. It's like, No, 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 that's yeah, it took me also get called Brandy. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry, Brady. Go ahead. They also call me Brandy on occasion. It's like, Yeah, I just got a nice, sultry voice for a brandy. All right, try not. Why, hello. <laughs> it took me a year to figure out Brady's last name. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, Ermine, you are with County Collective and ComC as well as Persona. And can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and, and what you're up to right now? Because we're excited about the pop-up movie theater, and that's kind of what we want to mm. talk about, and the initiatives of the County Collectives and, and ComC, and just uh, if you could give us a taste of who you are and what you're up to. That's, that's always a hard question, but I will try and simplify it. I jokingly yeah. go, okay, I was born in Cameroon. When I was two years old, I moved here. People are like, oh my gosh, she's going to give me the long version. But I will quickly step through it and say, I grew up in Boulder, in Boulder County, um, went to school, you know, kind of elementary through college there, and then got some great opportunities to work with you know, companies like IBM, GE, and really big ad agencies. And uh, along the way, I fell in love with a few things. Um, They had me do a lot of community relations, like when I was at GE, and they probably knew me and my personality type even better than I knew myself at that time. And so I got to work in um, Richmond, Virginia on some race relation work, and then um, went kind of the agency side in... uh, 
African-American, or I think they called it emerging markets, which were really African-American and Hispanic at the time. And we jokingly said when I was, was working in corporate is I was the representation for black, Hispanic, indigenous in East Indian, like just pretty much anything LGBTQ, whatever. Cause we just didn't have much diversity in corporate. Yeah, yeah. And so you kind of just threw somebody who at least um, knew a little bit at it. And so I played that role and I loved it. And when I went agency side, I got to work on some work in Selma, Alabama. So um, it was really, really interesting coming from the West and growing up in Boulder where it was pretty much hippy dippy and kind of just be anything, do anything to going to places where there was a way about things. And you talked about the weather for 45 minutes first before you ever like, <laughs> Had to write a conversation with like any bit, bit of substance. So as things really started to heat up uh, this past summer around uh, social justice here in the Boulder Valley, I got really involved in planning, attending and planning a lot of protests um, that were, some of them were a bit more sanitized on the message, yeah. but they were yeah. still really safe. Um and especially as it related to youth, they were, um, they got their message through in a way that I think people really appreciated. Um, and so they were onto something, but they kept feeling like they needed to do more. And I wanted to be that, help be that voice for the youth that um, in the county. And so we started something called the county collectives. And the difference really with the county collectives is our vision is always like around this empowerment through equity and it's really playing on the equity aspect. And then the mission, and I'm going to read this because I don't really have it memorized yet, but the youth came up with this is empowering historically marginalized groups to positively lead and mobilize community transformations through youth centered leadership, knowledge and opportunities for action. So what we do in the County collectives is all based on things that are led by our youth. So when they came to us and said, one of the ways they think that they can continue the conversation and the dialogue and the movement was through using art. And their favorite form of art is really kind of like in that music spectrum or in movies. So they said, we want to do drive-ins. It's safe during COVID. And um, we think we can use the message and the themes from movies to start having those more challenging discussions. Then we started saying, yeah, but we don't want to do concessions and like this whole permitting process and where would we have it? So kind of a little bit more of a grown up stepped in and said, okay, let's see what we can do. If we just put some effort towards it, um, what can we achieve? And that's when we reached out to Eric and he was like, yeah, I think I can help you guys a little bit with that. And so we've been super thankful for the Longmont Community Foundation who said, um, let's try and help you as you guys create this nonprofit um, so that you can get some fiscal sponsorship. And then the church, Heart of Longmont said, yeah, I think we can do it in, your, in our parking lot. And then, I mean, just little by little. And then we partnered with uh, La Vida Bella and Georgia Boys, and we're hoping to still get some at Tacos. But they're like, yeah, we can do concessions for you. Nice. So little nice. by little. Yeah, yeah. All these um, great organizations in Longmont. Um, my company persona did a lot of like the messaging and some of the creating logos and really helping kids start to firm up their positioning and their messaging. Um, Carmen Ramirez from the city of Longmont really donated a lot of time to help the organization like structure and lead some of the conversation around it. So 
And I know I'm missing a ton of people. I wanted to put Isaiah and bring him on today. Yeah. Maybe there's a future opportunity for somebody to share their perspective. But yeah, Absolutely. That's- That'd be really cool. You said the message was sanitized. Like, do you think that it's still sanitized or what are you, what do you think the kids are aiming to, to change that, to kind of jostle that? It's not, we're not ready for the kumbaya moment yet. Yeah. I mean, people want to talk about reconciliation and the kids are like, we haven't even had conciliation yet, right? We don't, there's a a large group of people that don't really think there's a problem. Mm -hmm. Um, And so there's a lot more work still to be done. We, um, one of the biggest issues we're finding with the movement is people want to, they want to do all these performative tactics, right? Let's paint Black Lives Matter on the street. Let's mm-hmm. let's give this. Let's um, create a, uh, a development authority who's going to go down there. And this is we're talking about Boulder as in general as a whole. And what are you going to do? Martin Luther King Day and Black History Month and whatever. No, I mean those are all important to acknowledge and do. But we're talking things that are issues based, systemic, that are um, really at the core of what needs to be addressed. And I don't want to put a lipstick on a pig and they don't. Yeah. And I think and it, so, the struggle is for a lot of people is, is that they feel like, well, what's the, you know, they just get anxious and they're like, what's the fix? What's the fix? How can I fix that? What can we fix that? How can we do that? And, and I think what you're addressing is this is much larger and it's a little bit more messy than probably yeah. what people want to do and deal with. Yep. That's yeah. exactly it. So one of the things, so as we built the Coney County collective, Naturally, the next thing, we still got to, you know, firm that up a little bit more. And and because of your help, we're meeting with some, you know, some people, some trusts, some foundations, different things that we hope can help us along the way and really building that out. We have an interim director now. So as I kind of build things, I realize I may not be the best person to actually run them. <laughs> I go out there and try and find um, some people to help out with that next aspect. But the next part is we're putting together a Boulder County Racial Justice Coalition. Nice. We're just getting great people who are in the work of color or not, who are passionate about uh, some of the needs to start addressing those real, the fundamental issues. And um, we'll see how that gets developed. So (laughs) I'll let you know more about that later. (laughs) I actually want to go back to one thing you said too about your corporate experience. I think it was GE you were mentioning, and you said that they knew you better than you did. Can you elaborate on that? Like, what did they, what did you find out about? yourself or what did they point out to you? I'm sorry. When I went into GE, I was really fortunate and I got to do something called their leadership development program, which at the time was probably the best leadership development program from a corporate perspective. Um, And I'm old, so I won't say anything more than that, but just to give that, they trained us a lot in marketing operations, Six Sigma quality, project management and leadership the wazoo. They um, spent probably $200,000 in addition to our salaries and just training us at Crotonville, at University of Virginia. We got some amazing training. And what they did along the process is the biggest thing about being a leader is you have to understand truly who you are. So from Myers-Briggs assessments to just these these, um, simulations and understanding how we would address uh, some of the most complex um, instances. And then they threw us into these rotations where every six months we moved, we were in a different division and we were doing a different function of the business. And it was just your hair's on fire. You have pretty much a month to assess what it is you have to get done. Um, 
a month to start implementing and then four months really to put it into action. So with that, uh, one of the jobs that they wanted me to do when I got off of program was community relations. And I was like, are you kidding? I mean, I've spent time. I wanted to be like a Six Sigma leader and do innovative, like emerging markets. Like I, w- I was going to be the CEO of the company, not somebody who was like working in the community. Like, what is that? Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like, I mean, of course I can do that, but you just volunteer and you go do that. That's not like a full-time job. And we all joke because like full circle, like 20 years later, not even like 15 years later, I don't know, whatever. That's what my passion is. And, and you can see it in other jobs where I've had where whether it was leading like a particular month was like women's month or initiatives, or they had these affinity groups. I was just, you know, I could get a 10 times more volunteering for my initiatives and, you know, had happened before. And it was just, that's just what I'm passionate about. I, I, and I joke now, cause now I'm like, well, how do you make this pay now? Cause then I, had, you know, I could add a job doing it, but yeah. now it's not that. And so yeah. it's just what passions are. And, and I don't know. So it's kind of making those connections and such that really was your passion in some ways that they pointed out to you a little bit or helped you see, I should say. Um, So kind of around connections and community, like what do you, what do you see are kind of the strong points of Longmont? Um, Oh, wow. Um, I'm shifting gears here. So yeah. Yeah. No, that's absolutely fine. There are so many. Um, I think there's a desire for Longmont. I think it sees itself as, there's some the great aspects, but there's a desire for it to even get better. There's places where they think they're perfect. They think they're great. And there's nothing that needs to improve or change. I think one of the things I've loved about Longmont is even as like some of our areas have, um, as technology, and by that, I mean, um, investments in like businesses and whatever have may have changed the landscape of it. Longmont had the opportunity to do that and kind of change its downtown or whatever over the years, but it was still conscientious of um, some of the other communities that it had, and it didn't want to completely rip apart its downtown and its diversity that was there. It was kind of like, y'all go build prospect for, you know, some of the wealth and whatever coming in or some of these other areas. And it really kept its, its culture and these aspects of Longmont that keep it Longmont. Um, It is constantly trying. It's uh, balancing growth in um, innovative ways. Like I've seen some other communities and, and I won't name them, but I, we do know that they may be in trouble in the next decade or two where um, it just went suburbia city where it was mm-hmm. like cookie cutter, cookie cutter, cookie cutter. Longmont has grown, but it's, it seemed to have done it in, in some smart ways as well, where it's, how do we do some tiny homes? How do we do we villages or we cottages and um, more dense um, growth? So that's been exciting as well. Um, I'd like to see its city council a little bit. I mean, I've seen more diversity on it now in the past five years, 10 years that I've been here than ever before. And, and, and more than we see in other uh, Mm -hmm, mm cities in the County. So there's just a lot of great things that are going on in Longmont and, you know, we're finding our new core and our new vision for a town. Well, and the thing that I really love is the energy you provide to um, our 
city as well as the county collector and com c and the kids and you're just i really what i love is this an empowered group of kids actually wanting to make change and you're kind of like the organizer like is it fair to say like the referee you kept everybody kind of in line a little bit and you know and i but i i love the fact that you're not overstepping you're not saying this is my thing and and you're part of it you're helping the kids and i think and even to get it part-time administrator or director or whatever. Brady and I both come from a lot of nonprofit experience and it's so refreshing to see somebody who says, no, it's not about me. It's about the cause, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're going to turn this over and let people flourish and go forth. Well, and this is one of the things I'd like to commend you on, Eric, is and I learned this from you really specifically is there's a difference between mentoring and sponsoring. Mentoring says, Let's have a conversation and let me tell you some things that you can do. Now, what Eric does, and this is the difference, what we go sponsoring is, let me pick up the phone, make some calls, so that way you can talk to people to help you on the way of how you're trying to get there. And that is so much more impactful for a youth or anyone else is just to open up the Rolodex and allow them to connect to the leadership or whoever it is to start having the discussions and then they can start to solve things or come up with ideas or whatever. And then it really is much more of an empowerment as opposed to, and we still have to help along the way, but as opposed to theoretical, like I I don't have time for theory. Just let's just help get it done. Exactly. Or like a kind of like a handout. I mean, that kind of makes it's like icky or like the control freak who goes, no, 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 let me talk to them and I'll talk to you again. And I'll tell you about this and kind of comes out of self-importance and that sort of thing. And, you know, you, you know me enough to say that I think us, especially every once in a while, bald, white, old, white guys need to stop and sit down and, and take a back seat. So we need to do that more often. Seed from behind. So yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, hey, um, I don't want to take uh, too much of your time. I know you got a lot going on, but can you, uh, we, we are all for shameless plugs. So is there anything you really want to plug finally while we, before we let you go? And secondly, I want to let the audience know that I did not pay or mean to like actually mention my name several times. So anyway, go ahead. It's, it's true. Um, so we have something called community cinemas and in it, we are showing movies that we all just love. And then we also have some movies that have discussion or discourse around them. We'd really appreciate it. If you would go to www.cocinemazet.org. That's Co is C-O and cinema, C-I-N-E-M-A-S. You know, it's the plural, dot org. And for $31 throughout this entire season, it's going to be every Friday here in Longmont, just that one day a week, there's going to be some fun movies. We will sometimes dress up and you will have a lot of fun there. And there's times where you can just open up the back of your car and and get in there with uh your, your blankets and everything else. We do provide warmers for everyone in the car for $31. And then there's a bunch of different food options that you can get for some of the best restaurants here in Longmont. So Fridays, please, cocinemas.org. Awesome. And then we will put that in the show notes for everybody too, as well. So we'll have a hot link there as well. And then finally, one other question I have to ask you, um, final, final, final question. Somebody says, well, do I have to keep my car running all the time? And you're providing warmers. So that isn't the case then, correct? That's exactly right. The kids actually designed some of them that we're still waiting on the shipment coming in. But in the meantime, we have some uh, bunch of warmers from Hot Hands and uh, one of our uh, partners there. And we will keep your feet, your hands, your body warm throughout (laughs) it. 
you got to turn it on for a couple minutes. You're allowed to do that, but we can't idle the cars. That is very important. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Ramin, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. And thanks for all you're doing for the community. Thank you guys for having me. Have a great one. Have a great one. Bye-bye. All right. Um, I love that they're doing a cinema thing. And actually what I love too about it is not only are they able to do entertainment, but also kind of um, entice people to actually come and have conversations too yeah, as well. The dialogue so really piece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And I love it very much. So it looks like they span the gamut of movies here too. So I'm looking at the site right now. Um, yeah. Is this called just or just mercy? Yeah. Just mercy West side story. Princess and the Frog, Hidden Figures, and then uh, Moana. Moana? Is that what he's Moana. Yeah. Moana. Yeah. yeah. Black Panther, Raiders of the Lost Ark, uh, Indiana Jones, The Last Crusade, which I've got, I got a soft spot in my heart. I love those movies. Anyway, a lot of cool stuff, something for everybody. So that's worth checking out. Yeah. And it's neat that it's an outdoor cinema and, you know, the old old fashioned drive through or drive in movies. We used to have that metal speaker that used to clamp <laughs> onto your window, you know. And, I love yeah. the idea of a drive through movie. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> all right. <laughs> you got one minute. We're gonna drive through. It's like a car wash. It's right. like the whole thing sprints up at like you know, right. two hundred times the speed of the actual movie. Hey, well, we do have some things we wanted to talk about too, as far as the buzz around town, and a couple of things that I think are really interesting is Governor Polis actually um, is urging RTD to prioritize the Northwest um, Rail Line to Boulder County, and I yeah, think a lot of people comes... are probably quite happy. Go ahead, Brady. Yeah, I, yeah, this comes quite fraught because I was reading about this and I forgot about this until you brought it up. But they're saying uh, the new lead or somebody in the upper echelons of RTD is saying, hey, maybe it's not such a great idea to do the whole, you know, this this train up in the area that we already sort of uh, did taxes mm-hmm. on paid for. And of course, this sets the community ablaze. Everybody's like, ah, you know, like getting their pens out and their pitchforks and writing angry letters and storming. But Polis said, yeah, hey, you know, we, we should prioritize this. And I... After living in Europe, I got to say, I do like rail. It's it's consistent, um, typically a bit cleaner. It's whatever. It, it's a nice experience. Um, so I'd still love to see rail up here. But uh, Yeah, and a lot of people, know. you know, we've been paying for that tax for many years because yep. we passed that initiative many, many years ago. And yep. I know initiative is not cra- uh, correct, but I can't remember what else to say about it. But right. it would be nice to see, like you said, I mean, Europe to you know, just runs circles around us and okay, other places yeah. run circles around us as far as tr- rail transportation. So. Well, I mean, was talking about um, population density and stuff too. And I, I'd say that that's something that we're, we are doing fairly well here in Longmont. We've run out of space to sort of sprawl. And yeah. I can think of cities that I've been in in the Midwest where they say, we, we have land, we got land for yeah. days, yeah. keep building single family detached homes, keep just going out and out and out and out and out. And it's just sprawly suburby stuff until the end of time. And well, I am very privileged that I have a, a little yard here in Longmont. Um, density gets you a lot of nice things. You can have, you know, different types of shopping. You can have mass transit. You know, you don't have to go so far to get to things. Um, and it's a pretty respectful, nice community that we have. And so I I think that it's pretty cool to have these different well, things. When you ask people, like, what they'd like out of a community, they love the walkability or the mm-hmm. ability to go somewhere close by. And mm-hmm. so you know, that, that whole idea of the, you know, the long drive and the long commute is, is something that people don't really love and value. <laughs> they'd rather, no. they'd love, kind of live and work in the same place if they As could. As Americans, so. we spend enough of our time in cars. And there's a yeah. joke made by some European, I can't remember who it was at this point, saying that you need a car just across the street in America. <laughs> and that's definitely true. Because there was somebody, they were down, I think it was somebody making a, a comment about Flatirons Crossing. 
or something yeah. and they wanted to get across the street down there somehow and they're like how do you get across like you you can't get across here there's just and probably there's a light or so you know but like you're just you have to run across the street and it's like yeah you should be able to walk like ostensibly it's less than a block from from point a to point b but it is very hard so it'd be be nicer to see a less car centric culture i've got cars i love cars i love performance cars i love little efficient cars i still would just like not to need them so much. Absolutely. You know, talking about thoroughfares and such, actually I was reading on, I think it was next door where somebody was talking about a tunnel under main street. And that was like, oh. people were going gaga over that. Like, let's close off main street. And, you know, and we've had that conversation for many, many years. And, you know, the idea of shutting off the highway and making it a walking mall is oh, fraught yeah. with issues. So anyway, yeah, it is. I mean, it, it'll screw up all of the the normal traffic that comes through. That'll pull people off, whatever. Um, you know, you can't just say, "Oh, well, we got a town built here. Let's get Elon Musk uh, and bring his boring company up here and just yeah. like, drill a tunnel underneath the city so that we can all just avoid this." You know, yeah. it's like, yeah, there's better ways to do it. Um, but it, it, with growth comes growing pains. Um, And this is a nice segue because I was out driving um, to get that wood, like I mentioned earlier, and at the corner of 119 and 3rd. Yep. So at the corner of 119 and 3rd, I was on 3rd Street and I'm driving and I intersected with 119. And then I knew that there was going to be construction down there, but I was still stunned. I haven't been on it in a little bit. And it's like, holy smokes, there were what, six, eight buildings, um, apartment buildings that were either in the plywood stage or the plywood plus the home wrap stuff that goes around it, just being slapped up. And it's like, wow. And then I drove a little bit further out on 119 and you can see the hospital expansions taking shape. And it's like, wow, because that's still a new hospital out there and they're already expanding and then there's new homes and then there's going to be new homes and new homes and new homes or apartments anyway. Um, and didn't it seem like that, like when that hospital was built, it seemed like it was forever out of town. Yeah. And yeah. now it's like, and be surrounded by other things. And, well, it's and like, actually, yeah, go ahead. And, and speaking yeah. of real quickly, and speaking of like new things, the Smuckers facility is going to have 240,000 extra square feet and 240 yeah. jobs. I mean, that's just crazy out there. Yeah, that's a it's crack in progress. So yeah. we're, we're screaming along at a, at a pace, but I mean, these types of things continue to happen and we're going to, we're going to sort of hit the walls here, right? Cause we're going out in the County. You can only go so far, but you've got like car dealerships historically were never, you build them on the fringes because that's where the land is cheap and people are going to drive because you, you, you can't just not buy a car. Right? You gotta have cars, people buy cars. You gotta go to the place. It's a destination yeah. thing. Yeah. And now you've got like Subaru dealerships and other dealerships that are just right in the middle of town. And you go, that was the end of, town at one point that would have been so far out that the land was cheap so that they could build a, a lot out here for this because it's an expensive prospect otherwise so you know it just keeps going we'll see where we wind up so do you Uh-oh. know Uh-oh. do you know here we go here we go i told you <laughs> did you know that longmont has a flag no i didn't know that at all what longmont is it has a flag like a uh, buffalo or something what is it no it's probably the ugliest <laughs> flag i've ever seen in my life Sorry, somebody. Do I all this, cities have flags? I don't know, man. Um, so here, I'll do this for you. But I found out about this the other day because there was somebody that said, "Hey, um, there's the Longmont flag. How do I get a Longmont flag?" And people are like, yeah, "There's a Longmont flag, um, and it's it's three colors. It's red, white, and blue. It's got a lot of white on it." Somebody likened it, to the shape of it, to a crack pipe. Um, <laughs> It looks like uh, what is it, Mondrian? I don't know. It looks who's like there's the, a big uh, guy red who L. did. Yeah, who is the abstract artist who did a lot in Manhattan? Yeah, 
consequences. Yeah, so I gotta say I'm not like a huge nut on this. Um, yeah, give it, take it or leave it. It's a flag. It's interesting. It's two L's. It looks like it. It kind of would be a Rorschach test. Just that you know, it'd be interesting what people see in it. So yeah, hmm, So this is a thing, and they they did some scouring. Apparently, you can you can buy them. Um, I'm trying to see if I can find the notes again, but apparently there's somebody in the city who knows a bit more about, uh, how to get them. There's details on the subreddit. If you, if you want to know a little bit more, we can, we can do some scouring, but yeah, you can, you can buy these. Somebody in the city has these and you can, you can buy flags. So you can buy a Longmont flag and you can put it out. You know, I'd buy it cause I like Longmont, but I wouldn't buy it because I think it's a, it's a bomb. <laughs> it's a bong. <laughs> it looks a little bongy. I don't know. It's bong, weird. Yeah. But apparently it was designed, um, Years ago, as part of a Rotary Club contest in uh, May 29th, 1974. It looks 70s-ish, so yes. Yeah, and so the significance of the symbolism is the vertical extension of bars in the L's. So they are supposed to be L's, symbolize the mountains and other horizontal part uh, of the bars stand for peace and tranquility. Uh, I guess I'm not a symbologist or whatever, because I don't get that. I can but, make some crack about the bong really playing a part in the design, but anyway, right. go ahead. Or yeah, the explanation was, of the design. was, was the 70s. Um, <laughs> apparently, it was designed at the time with the local Rotary Club-sponsored event, and it was um, to be sent up in the 1975 Apollo-Soyuz space flight with Commander Vance Brand, a native of Longmont. Nice. It also returned to space with Vance in the Challenger flight in 1984. So, you know, love it or leave it. Um, you know, we get hate mail about me not not being a man of culture. That's fine. But, um, you know, it was taken up into outer space, I guess, by um, Vance by Brand. Vance that's Brand. pretty cool. So yeah. pretty cool. Um, yeah. I'd like to see one actually that's not on the Internet because it might look better in person, too. So there you, there you go. Other police note. Somebody in the neighborhood got bit by a cat. Thank you, Longmont News Ugh. reporter. Yeah, <laughs> that hurts. Ow! Yeah, it does. Yeah, it was like the Longmont police notes. That's their lead. Longmont <laughs> police notes. Cat bites man. Four hundred block no. of Francis Street on Thursday. Longmont police handed the cat over to Longmont Humane Society. Oh, uh, that's, that's a wrap. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So there you go. Uh, and uh, uh, shout out to or sad tidings to Outback that closed. And then um, you said something about the library at a pick a topic. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. So library know, is kind of the final thought. Doing, yeah. They're still not doing the uh, in person go and browse. So if you you pick a topic, uh, and then they'll they'll pack it full of uh, books for you, and you just come pick up your your bags and kits. So pick a topic takeaway bags contain five to ten items and are available for all age groups and all reading levels. Beginning Tuesday, January nineteenth, library card holders can request a pick a top pick a topic takeaway bag with English or Spanish materials. One of two ways, so you can go online, or you can call them up. Um, and you can do your own research there if you want. But yeah, so you can do that. And uh, the library is doing that, which is kind of a neat, neat thing. Yeah, I, I like cool. that. You know, I, I, like I thought that inside, you know, good for them, like coming up with something different. Well, and it's nice because the library is branching out from, uh, you know, what a traditional library would do. Yeah. You know, where it was like, okay, dusty card catalog and checking out of books, which is great. Yeah. But no, you know, peace and love to the people who want to check out books and the dusty card catalog. But very creative and other things too. Yeah. So, um, Ermin was talking about, um, how different Boulder County is, um, from out, out in Virginia, et cetera. And I lived out in Virginia and my wife went to UVA and I was just thinking again about this conversation about how much Longmont's changed. 
And the other day I was driving through the neighborhood and saw a guy, it was one of these cold days and he saw in like sweatpants and he didn't have a jacket. He just had like a big maroon robe, bathrobe on. Hey, he's just like shuffling yeah. around. And I'm like, yep. So <laughs> Longmont's turning more and more bolder all the time. You just have some <laughs> young kid. Stop walking the dog with his, you know, his robe and his, his, his girlfriend or wife or whatever was wearing, you know, very smartly dressed. And he's just like shuffling out, look like he just rolled out of bed. With his- I actually was struck by the fact that she was talking about when she was in Alabama and everybody had to talk about the weather. And I thought, you know, that was just right in your wheelhouse there. Talking I about the weather. Yeah. We could have just filled the time up. Or <laughs> I. Yeah, stay off this hard hitting stuff. Don't offend me. <laughs> right. No, nah, it was a great conversation. Very much appreciate having her on. So thank you. I mean, um, very engaging. Very cool. And she's uh, just uh, just a powerhouse. I mean, I really am so impressed with her and yeah. impressed with what they're, they're doing over there and how the kids are really taking leadership yeah. in that area. So yeah. it's really great. Yeah. All right. As always, we thank Andy Epler for our intro music and uh, also want to thank Ermin again for being on the show. You can find us on wherever you find your pod content. That's Apple, iHeartRadio, your Allegra, wherever you like. Reach out to us at SideDishLongmont at gmail.com. If you have any music you want to contribute or if you have any show notes or ideas for us uh, for guests or you just want to tell us like, hey, you're wrong about this and you guys Let me stink. tell you why. Yeah. Go smash the like button, though. That's what they say on the YouTubes, right? <laughs> smash right. that like. <laughs> Subscribe. Thanks, <laughs> Thanks Brady. Thanks, sir.